Welcome to the Ask Brian Podcast Radio Show, where you'll hear from some of the most successful founders and CEOs of businesses and startups, sharing their best advice for success, and even some stories on how their mistakes actually make them even more successful. Now, here are your hosts, Brian and Tracy. Welcome back. It was in KHS 1220 and 98.1 FM. Like no other station in the world. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Come on in. We're going to have fun today. <laughs> so we have our, our station <laughs> owner, and she's right here. It's about we're... ready to fire you yeah. on the air. Well, that'd be awesome. Oh, my God. That we're going over the right top now. of the line. Do you have your ding machine? Actually, yeah, I do. Have, I do. Have. So number five, number five are, are the items most, just... most, counterfeited, most counterfeited are consumer electronics. Thank you. Finally got the bill going. <laughs> Okay. Can someone just help me understand how consumer product is like, why isn't consumer electronics considered under consumer products? I'm still really kind of stuck on this whole broadness of consumer products. Like I need some help with that. Well, consumer electronics is very specialized, right? We've got, you know, radios, TVs, anything that's electronic, whereas consumer products is much broader. You don't have to require an electrical item for it. You know, like a toothbrush is, is a consumer product, right? Consumers use it, right? There's no requirement that it be electronic. Anything that's not electronic would be is basically the what the consumer products would, would encompass. Okay, I would not be upset if someone sold me a fake Oral B toothbrush. I'm just saying, like that would not upset me nearly as much as. Well, do you want to buy an Oral? I'm going to send you an Oral an Oral E toothbrush. An Oral E. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of funny, actually. Just. Fans. Okay, so what's number four? Number four? This one, actually, I would have expected to be number one or two. Handbags and wallets. I got something for you. Okay. You're supposed to do that before, <laughs> not after. No, because you're supposed to say it and be like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> See, Tracy liked it. Right, but it was done. The timing is off. Well, no, you had to say it first, and you're then not, I would say it. You're, you're, I'm kicking you out of the comedian's hall. This is going downhill so fast. We should never be left to our own devices. Well, Tracy, if, if you if you were able to watch it right as we were coming back from break, Jerry was right behind him, like the, like as he's doing his boxing thing, like. And before he even has a word on the mic, Jerry was right behind him. And you see me like going to him because I'm waiting for Jerry to like scream back at him. And I'm like, I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, it's it's crazy over here. It's funny. Yeah, I am. Um, I can sense that. Um, okay. <laughs> Number three. Number three. Oh my god! It takes a while to get this guy going. All right. Number three on the list of most counterfeited items watches and jewelry well yeah see that's number three because in my opinion i would have definitely hands down thought that was going to be number one well and what's crazy about it is the percentage 13 percent 13 percent of the items 13 percent are counterfeited so you might want to check out your rolex i think you might want to check out your rolex <laughs> <laughs> i bought all my rolexes at canal street for 10 bucks they're all legit yeah, so you could just go get a new watch on Canal Street versus replace the battery because it actually, costs actually, that's double the cost. That's double the cost 
I recall it was in either Shanghai or Beijing, and they had gold Rolex watches that, you know, $5, $5, $5. So you can buy one for 5 bucks. You just have to go to China. Hmm. Yeah, but that's a little bit more expensive than just replacing the battery. Yeah. (laughs) The whole trip, yeah. Right. Okay, so that's number three. So I really am, like, on pins and needles for what's number two and number one. Maybe you could play a sound effect, Patty. Roy, this is totally unscripted because he's not catching it, but okay. What do you mean? I'm waiting. You're supposed to cue me when it's ready. Engineer, what do you think is number two? I have no idea. (laughs) Give me a guess. Uh, Engineers. Engineers. No. Not true. (laughs) Footwear. Oh, yeah. So you better check your Nike. You better check your Air Jordans, and you better check, I don't know, what's a good brand uh, on the shoes? Adidas. I don't know. No, shoes. (laughs) Expensive shoes. Adidas makes I'm talking about like those $1,000 pairs that you're always buying at Sex Fifth Avenue on your uh, expensive account. Like Ferragamo. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's probably, that that does make sense for that, right? Yeah, that makes sense for that. Now we need a double drum roll for number one. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's just Tracy's reaction so good with that. Number one. Somehow I feel like we're in the Adams family. <laughs> Number one on our list, wearing apparel. And just to let everybody know, 18%. 18%. Huh. So that 18%. means... 18%. Right. So if five people walking down the street, one of them is wearing fakes. Do you know what? I just really, really feel sorry for the for the other large percentage of people who think that they're wearing the real thing, but they're probably wearing the fake and they don't even know it. Well, obviously, since I'm wearing my Target shirt, it's obviously fake. I spent six dollars. Yeah. For it. So we know that's yeah. fake. Well, I think you probably <laughs> overpaid. But anyway, so we're not talking fashion and style. We're talking trademark hijacking, which is basically like a huge trade. Because if you add up those percentages, that equates to a lot of dollars. You're talking about half a trillion dollars each year. because people, Half a trillion dollars. Right, wow. That's almost what the engineer gets paid. <laughs> um, oh yeah. I think based on my background and working in radio, I can say that it's definitely not factual. Well, if you I can it, confirm. <laughs> <laughs> if you take Jeff Bezos' money and you multiply it by about five of his entire net worth, you might be close to the amount of money that's being lost in trademarks. And not only that, not only that, but there's another factor with counterfeits and trademarks. Loss of jobs. So, for instance, uh, it's not just the 500 or $600 billion of lost sales that companies are making. Like, for instance, Tiffany's could have sold that watch for $3,000, but somebody bought it at Canal Street for $30. No one's talking to engineer who bought it there. But, uh, you know, the fact of the matter is there's not only just losses there, but there's also losses in jobs because Tiffany could have made – 50 more watches and sold them and it goes up the stream so basically it's an economic loss to that it's also affects the brand name why because people don't know if that tiffany watch is real or not and people want to know that it's real and that's why companies such as tiffany and and even lesser names i mean it could be the timex watch company the fact of the matter is what does that do to your name right if you have a watch out there and the watch is $3,000 $3,000 and supposed to be the best watch ever. And then you're buying a knockoff and somebody doesn't know they're buying a knockoff. And then the watch stops running after three weeks. 
Well, what, are the, what does that do to the name? It affects the name. That's why people that own companies like Tiffany or whatever, they're out there enforcing it, not just to keep their prices high, but so also for the quality. Because it's the quality that's important, not the price. You won't be able to sell it for $3,000 if you've got a bad reputation out there. So they have to go out there and search. And that's one of the things that Trademark Patrol does. They go out and they find, okay, we found out that uh, this company is selling uh, Tiffany's uh, watches and it, you know $18. We know it's fake, so Tiffany needs to close it down. So a company like Tiffany can hire a company like TM Patrol and get one of their monitoring services. But TM Patrol itself is not really on the high-end side. There are more sources to do in bigger companies and, and expensive programs. This is more for somebody that just got their trademark or has a trademark recently that is building a brand that doesn't want it to be tech taken over, and that's what we're really there for. Okay, we need to hear the other list that you have, which is the top 10 ways for people to protect themselves online. Is that right? Is that your list? Did the president do this one? Oh, the person has done anything. This is all done by Homeland Security because it is national okay. security when counterfeiting is involved. Okay. Okay. Well, I was just curious because I want to we're make gonna sure. go. We're going to go in the opposite direction, though. Okay. Number one, number one thing you can do to prevent or help yourselves dealing with counterfeiting, comprehensive terms of service agreement. So when you're on the internet, when you have your site up and you have a terms of service, you have to be very, very careful how you do it. So if people are going to be selling products on your site, like an Amazon or an Etsy or someone or whoever it is, when they're selling products, those companies themselves can put language in there basically saying, hey, listen, if you do this, you're out. Okay? That's probably the number one way and best approach because under contract, we can get that that stock. So that would be number one. Now, do we have a drum roll? <laughs> no. Wow. Okay, number two on the list. I'm just going to hear that in my sleep. <laughs> well, we may not be able to go all. We may have to go fast towards the end because we've got all a few right, top three. Left. Top three. Okay. Significantly enhanced vetting of third-party sellers. So that okay. means that if you want to sell a product on our site, we need to know who you are. We need to get some actual production a sample, something to show that, hey, what you're selling is real. And if it's a Tiffany product, we need to see you know, a certificate of authenticity to know that it's true. So you can do that. That's something else companies can do to help lower the ability for counterfeiters and hopefully get rid of the whole concept. Number three, limitations on high-risk products. So if we know that the number one item is apparel, whatever, I mean, obviously, you're not going to get rid of apparel. But if you have, you know somebody's selling Rolex watches, okay, there's a high chance that if somebody's selling a Rolex watch for under $500, it's a fake. Even a used Rolex watch is more than $500. So you can, you can use formulas and systems, especially logarithms, on these websites to figure that out. So th that would be another way to do that. Then, number four, effective notice and takedown procedures. So that would mean that you have a procedure in place that where if Tiffany did find something on your site, if, and the, you vetted them, you went through all those processes, but still they're on there or somehow it slipped through, that there has to be a, a quick way to notify the company and then the company can take steps to take it down on their own. And so that, that's another way that we can help out and lower the counterfeiting. Number five, enhanced post-discovery action. So again, once you discover that something is there and it's counterfeit, that we can continue to go after it indemnity agreements for foreign sellers. So if you have somebody that's selling a product on your site, if they have to indemnify you, meaning that they have to pay for all the losses and they agree 
that if it's not accurate or not authentic, they have to pay something that's less likely to have them do it. Clearing transactions through banks that comply with U.S. enforcement requests. So in other words, some people can say, hey, I'm selling my Tiffany watch, but who cares? You know, I'm going through the bank of, you know, Bank of Bangladesh, and uh, I'm over here. No one's going to catch me. So that's fine. I don't know why. My uh, engineer is sending, giving me the peace sign, so I guess we're, we're at peace. Peace out. Peace <laughs> out. <laughs> I meant for two minutes, but n- yeah. N- number eight. Number eight, pre-sale identification of third-party sellers. So again, identifying who those sellers are and making similar to the vetting process, but not exactly the same. Number nine, establish marketplace seller IDs so that before you can actually sell, Again, part of the vetting process, you have to maybe not only show your identification, but going through an entire process and issuing a seller ID to somebody. And number 10, clearly identifiable country of origin disclosures. Because typically, people, if they're going to fake, that, those are the areas that they're going to get to. So we only have about 30 seconds left. And while uh, we did a lot of joking on this show and a lot of fun, whatever, I do hope that everybody has learned something about counterfeiting. There's a lot more to learn about it. The website is www.tmpatrol.com, P-A-T-R-O-L.com. It's a monitoring site and allows people to monitor their trademarks. And it doesn't have to be Tiffany. It could be just your local trademark. Thank you very much. KHCS 1220, 98.1 FM. Thank you for tuning in to the Ask Brian Radio Show. You can listen to us every Thursday on KTHS AM 1220 and FM 98.1 or via Facebook Live or anytime wherever you listen to your podcasts. Visit askbrian.com to join the conversation and ask us your business questions and we'll answer them on our next episode. That's askbrien.com.